Welcome back, goddammit, to another edition of Tell Me a Joke, the guideline of chasing the dream. I'm your host, the maniacal menace, Kyle Smith. Said a whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. And today, man, I got the homie, the friend, the long-lost cousin, brother, however you feel. He's I, He's been around f- since uh, day one. He's he's one of them day one motherfuckers since I've been in the trenches, starting way back when, since the homie was still here. So, man, put your hands together. If you do, if you don't, it don't even matter, man. Give it up for the homie, Eric Hollaback. Oh, what a pleasure being in your presence, guys. I was man. looking forward to this. Yeah. yeah. Hell yeah. I'm glad you're here, dude. I haven't seen you in five years, I think. Did I, did I see you between? Uh, we had definitely had some phone calls when I was in Jersey. You definitely had phone calls. I don't think I've seen. Yeah, you since. yeah, yeah. Since since let me tell you, May of 2017. That I, the, I think that. the last time when you when you came down with your dad and we went to eat and we went watch the fight and eat chicken wings. Right, right. At Buffalo, it was for your birthday. Was that your birthday or uh, might no, not have been? But no, I think that was going away. That was graduation. He was oh. in time for graduation. Ah, uh, okay. Or was that when I got locked up and he called uh, my lawyer? No, that was graduation. Graduation. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah. Uh, <laughs> Good times, oh, good times, yeah, man. Yeah. It is, and we have, we have, we have stories. Like we, it's been a minute since we've caught up, and <laughs> we have, we have shared stories with each other so far. And you have, you right now, you are, you've got like your whole fucking half body in the door right now, which is amazing. Like I, I, I don't know about that. I'm just trying. I don't know. I got shit. Like everybody. We, I, I, I've been speaking about this. I've been seeing the spike happen between all of us, and, and the shift in dynamic. Like, oh, okay, these people are here now, and these people are here. You know, you've seen the the, the time and the area that's been put in, and the work that's been there. So, it, it sometimes it could look like luck, but we understand what the hell it is. It's not luck, nigga. This is genuine fate. This is what's supposed to happen. And like when you told me about what, what's happening with you, and what, what, what you doing and all that and i was like oh, this is perfect <laughs> that's where you should be uh, i was blown away because i called you like maybe a week ago when i was coming down to texas i got this thing booked at the secret group and uh you know and i was like hey let, I, I can get you on too let's do this yeah and um i told you all the things i was doing uh and you were like oh i know and i was like what and like you were you've been following me so i yes, appreciate sir. that you've been i mean i put it on facebook so that mm-hmm. helps but <clears throat> i mean also you know <clears throat> I, I try to keep up with everybody like you know everybody's still doing big things and like to see to see that you out there eric basically has a character uh but also eric himself he's uh conspiracy theories and dick jokes which it was his last album your, well, my first special, your first, yeah. Your first so special. So I made three. Conspiracies and dick jokes. Conspiracy theories and dick jokes. Fart porn and beer halls. Fart porn and <laughs> And it's a medical device. And it's a medical device. The most controversial. Oh, my God. It's and a medical device. That's med- the one that Kyle Smith is Hey, you need, to, you need to check out these specials. They're amazing. Uh, it's a medical device. Just just think about it. It's a medical device. So it's don't, just a medical device. Hey, don't get butt hurt. You know, and, and, and Eric has always been known to us as be to be one of those uh, those shock value banger types. Like, so if you're not ready for what he has, it's intelligent and it's silly as shit, but also it is a bit problematic. It can be... It's funny <laughs> because... As you're watching the special, there's this group of two girls in the front of uh, uh, Bar Redux, and one of them leaves. Mm. One of them's like, I'm mad. I'm getting out of here. You watch it in the special. She leaves. Her friend stays, and her friend slowly is putting things in her purse to leave, but then I fucking start cracking her up. Uh. She wanted to leave with her friend. 
But she stayed around but for you your stay, boy. If you stick through it, if you stick through it, you, you learn a valuable lesson, and you also laugh at some silly shit that probably uh, it should be laughed at. But it's like, oh boy, did we really go here? And that's what that's what I've been saying about this new bit that I have, yeah. uh, the paraplegic and the dead leg. Uh, <laughs> I, I say it's like Little House on the Prairie. It's some shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes people are like, oh, oh I don't want right, to. No. Right. But then they hear okay, it, and it's like, funny. oh shit, we're going to hell. Yes, we we are yeah, all going together. to hell. Let's but you go. understand that this was silly as shit. Yeah. And, and they love it. They they fucking love it. They eat it up. And um, th- the last place that I've been, uh, I've met this man. And um, he is this older gentleman. And this is where I know that things have shifted from me being just like, oh, this is a normal person that's coming to do- show his craft to like, oh, bitch, you need to be seen by people. Like, motherfuckers need to see you. And, like, this guy came up to me and was like, hey. Hey man, no. Hey son, you ever nigga, you ever took that shit on stage? It's like the big stage somewhere. You know, you know what that needs to be. And I did my comedy poetry. Uh, I'm not handicapped. I'm just small. I, everybody loves that one. So and he was like, "No, you need fucking you. Hey, you know Richard Pryor?" I was like, "Yeah, I know Richard Pryor. Fucking amazing man, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, he's cool." He's like, "Man, you know that stage that he used to go fucking do his shows on, nigga. That's where you need to be. You know that stage out there." I was like, "That." That stage, stage where out there, you know, California, man. I was like the comedy store. He's like, yeah, yeah. You ever been there? I was like, yeah, I've been there. You been on that stage before? I was like, yeah. You did that shit? I was like, no, I ain't do that. He's like, nickel. You need to go on that stage and do that shit. Nigga, go out there, go to the comedy store, go on that stage where Richard Pryor was at and do that shit, nigga. That shit was fire, son. I was like, thank you, son. And he's like, no. Look at me. You go do that shit. I was like, okay. And then, then people get aggressive now. Yeah. And it's it is it is like somebody is telling me, bitch, if you don't go do this shit and I but <laughs> it's like what the fuck do I do? Yeah. It's funny because I think you and you and I were traumatized by the same thing. Like, you know, John Rowe, we watch him be funnier than everybody effortlessly. Effortlessly. Uh completely drunk most of the time. And Long Island. <clears throat> you know, and then you would uh Get a girlfriend that you think is your girlfriend, and then he dies, and she sends you an email that she should have been with him instead of you. You know, <laughs> stuff like that happens in in your life when you're around. Why am I crying? Um, but no, but we realize also like some about him. Like he went out every night. He wasn't paying rent. He wasn't eating food or drinking water. Right. He wasn't taking no. care of his body. No. But we saw him like fizzle out. Like he he Vice magazine came through or. And, yeah. did, and featured him. Flophouse. And then they did Flophouse as a result of the the one-on-one with him, right? I think. They did a one-on-one afterwards. with him. Okay, maybe it was. Okay. So, um, yeah, they, Vice comes by and they just fall in love with John Rowe. As we, as we know, it's like, yeah, that, of course you love him. And Everyone loves him. And that's when uh, Hannibal Burris came into the picture. At who? Hannibal Burris. Hannibal Burris, right. Then Hannibal starts coming through uh, after the Vice magazine, and they're, they're, everyone's just checking out our scene because we have this fucking shooting star shooting flares above New Orleans, putting putting focus on it, you know. Yeah. So we watch that, and then we go, "Oh, this is real talent," you know. And then we watch him, uh, you know, burn. It. But I always feel like in my life, like comedy's my religion, and you know, John Rose, Jesus Christ, you know. Hey, that that is a that is a good stance to put on it. Uh, like I felt highly of him as well, but I also understood that nigga. I, me and you, we, we are equals. Like, cause like, he found me 
uh, basically fresh to it. You know, he's been a few years in, but I've always felt like the little brother in the comedy world that was like, I'm right here on your toes, though. You know, I always felt like hey, I'm right, like, if I need to step up, which this is what it is now. Like, if I need to step up, I'm ready. And, and it seems like he prepared me all for that, but also being an asshole at the same time. And that that was the dynamic that made you real close, cause it's like, God damn it, I don't want to love this nigga, but man, you gotta love this nigga. You yeah. can't you can't do nothing else but love this nigga. It's like, fuck, alright. Cause he yeah. would be like, you know, like he'd have a carrot and a stick, and he would just kind of wield them over you. Yeah. But he was also broken too. But he was just so fucking funny. Yeah, you know, that makes that, that, makes, that makes the best comedy. Yeah, comedy. and you would call him sensei. Yes. You call them yeah, sensei. That's, that's sensei that, right there. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. Because you were like older than him, too. You're like yeah. three years older than him. Yeah, but when it comes to comedy years, that, that, that you, you, yeah, you, you see me as I grew from a baby, yeah. basically. I'm not, I didn't, I'm not really sure how much older he was than me as he started, but he has been around. I guess uh, fucking Jackie, Jackie Jenkins. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I guess he'd be our pops. He'd be our grandpa because <laughs> he was the one that really showed us the ropes ropes. And like Once we got into things, once... Once fucking once the thoughts started getting started turning, once things started moving, that's that's when Jackie came around. And before the Flophouse thing, like Hannibal came before Flophouse, it just kind of took off after Flophouse because there was instance where fucking uh <laughs> fucking John, he was just always so honest. Nigga John was like, nigga, remember Hannibal owe me my money? Tell him that motherfucker never paid me for my fucking money for for that for the medicine that I gave him. Oh, no, he said on, I, dude, Hannibal walks in Siberia. I think he, he went right after me. Thank God I got up when I yeah. did, because so I actually got a spot that night. Um, but uh, John goes on stage. He's like, Hannibal, he owes me $45,000 for drugs. <laughs> and Hannibal was standing next to me and was like, this fucking piece of shit. He got so mad because it's like, dude, you just like. John didn't give a fuck to the level at all. He don't care what level you, you could give mm-mm. him four shows at the Joy Theater. <clears throat> you put eight grand in his pocket. You stiff him for forty five dollars on fucking Molly, and he's gonna tell it on stage in front of you and give your me. mama. Yeah, it was you. it was Adderall, but because Adderall was the thing at the time. But right. still, it was like motherfucker. Yeah. John gave no fucks. He didn't say it. He didn't say it on the on the show, which I was like, "Oh, you still have restraint." He didn't say it on there, but he was like, "Motherfucker, you still owe me forty five dollars." And, and, and uh, the cameraman was like, "Oh, yeah, he owe you money." Hold on, let me call him. And on the phone, he fucking called him. And then, uh, he, uh, of course, uh, Anna Hannah would not answer, but he fucking left him a message. And they, I, it, hey. It's 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 documented now, like it's, it's all on Flophouse. That shit was hilarious. But it's like, how about instead of burning this bridge tonight, John Rowe, yeah. uh, <laughs> you just do your little jokes for him and then keep this relationship together? But nah. no, he Not was a flare gun that brought all this attention at New oh. Orleans for good or bad. You know? Yeah, you, you knew who he was and shit. That's why his funeral was so big. Was, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I don't want to talk about that. Okay. This subject makes me cry. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, it does. Ah, <laughs> I'm glad you still feel. That's good. Yeah, I'm glad because I mean, this is why we keep this up. This is the reason why I keep doing this. this is a 
you know, guideline and chasing the dream. Well, it's also, it's it's like our friendship, you know, me, you, Thomas, John Rowe, Byron, uh, that, you know, the friendship, Geneva, DC, like the friendship, I think, Kamari, yeah, we, PJ, so many people in name, right? So (laughs) like this, this friend group, as we did mics together and we saw each other five nights a week, it's like, you're not a normal friend, you know, it's like, I saw saw you more than I saw my mama for fucking three years. (laughs) Really? Every night. I keep that bitch on the other side of the country most of the time. <laughs> but uh, I love your mom. I love your mom. I'm just joking. But like, it's like when when John died. That's not a normal friend. Like I saw him no. every day, every day type of guy. And you so, knew this person in yeah. and out. Like this person's mannerism and all that. Like this is that. Like with everybody. Like until now, like things have finally separated to where we have distance from each other. But before right. then, like we were brothers and sisters. Oh man. yeah, we, we were so close. Like. This is the next person that I see next to my parents. And at that time, it was just me. So I didn't have anybody else besides you guys. So it was just like, man... Fuck all the bullshit. Like let's let's go out and let's do this. Let's have fun because this is what we enjoy, but this is what we're gonna do because this is our purpose. And it was funny, like I get in a relationship and then I get broken up with and cheated on. And like like I'm like I'm getting heckled on my way onto stage with super personal information. Super (laughs) and you guys were so brutal. Like there could be like like it could be Siberia, it could be like a a bigger venue with like a bunch of normies around. They don't know what you're talking about. But I'm walking on stage, I'm thinking about my my jokes, and now I gotta deal with just getting cheated on, the emotions of it, but also Kyle's screaming it as i'm walking on stage (laughs) or john's yelling it or whatever but i think then uh, it got me such tight uh tough skin that then i go to jersey and as soon as i go to jersey i was friends with all those people immediately and it was like because i'm from jersey too i think Mm -hmm. but then i go to austin and i just like i hit the ground and i put my energy in exactly the right position yeah i put my energy in exactly the right position there's all these open mics. There's all this. But then there's this opportunity. I can crush that. Let me only go where I know, uh, you know, I put my talent to the highest and best use. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but if, if it wasn't for killing myself with John every night, doing stand up in the trenches, making fun of each other, but being best friends at the same time, like that relationship with us, I think um, made me have the confidence to to pick my shots you know now i'm not like a everyday kind of we've guy i'm like a twice a week kind of guy i've always told you to pick your shots because uh well you would come out fucking balls a blazing every time and we'd be like eric you know you you know you can ease them into it you know you don't have to just fucking open the asshole immediately dude <laughs> you would have brazen you would have brazen one out of the bunch and you and that that's what always stuck with you but not for now now that you know you've you've learned or fucking came to the realization that like oh okay I can I I don't have to yeah, like like you're saying picking your shots you know you 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 so you going to certain places to where you know you're gonna this is gonna be uh, achieved yeah, properly because received like, properly like after like I, we were talking at the top I uh, put out three specials uh, again conspiracies and dick jokes fart porn beer halls it's a medical device free on YouTube by the way. Um, <laughs> You could go go see those right now. But in my opinion, like those took 18 months to put together, to produce. Right. Mm. So I filmed it a year and a half later. It was edited. Mm. Right. So now it's like, okay, do I want to go to an open mic, 
put my name up and go up in three hours uh, to nobody and spend $35 on booze, you know, or whatever, waiting. Or when, you know, uh, Mr. Tripley comes to town, I just do this crazy show that I prepare at home right. like a like a the Unabomber for mm-hmm. right so it's like when um you know so now I pick my spots so now it's like uh that kind of broke my brain of like look you're funny you know you have it you don't have to go up and destroy yourself like John did yeah like you know you learn from take the l- lesson yeah of his death as something that you don't want to repeat Otherwise, he died. What we're all gonna jump like lemmings off the bridge in a in a pile of glory? There's glory in it. Uh, so so let me just say this. So Klaus Schwab Jr. Um, he put a GoFundMe together. I don't do a good impression of him. Uh, he put a GoFundMe together for a, a snuff film, and he this is how he pitched it. it. Went something like this: like, so Hunter Biden and Mill were looking for actress to make snuff film. I will tell you, there's not a lot of longevity in the career of being a snuff film actress, but there's glory in this. So, <clears throat> anyway, um, where'd that come from? <laughs> Get out of here, Klaus. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, like, right? So, I feel like John Rowe is like John Benet Ramsey. Like, he can't, like, everyone knows his name, but didn't have a long life. You know what I'm saying? Infamous. Well, but I want to keep still gonna going. Live on. It's still going to live on. But yeah. it, he, it wasn't, it wasn't that he just, it was the small shows that he was doing and he was big enough for the big show. It, it, it wasn't happening like that then. If he was here now, then it would be a bigger, it'd be a bigger situation. It was starting to pop off, but it wasn't, it wasn't there just yet. And everybody's seen it. And I guess the, the arrogance or whatnot is what took over. But I mean, we was always going to be there for him. But like, like you're feeling now, like, how we're all starting to feel because these little shows sitting outside for hours just to go ahead and just to go ahead and put together some little bitty shit for three minutes and shit like that it doesn't feel right and it's like nah man i've been doing this for way too long and i understand yeah yeah that i'm fucking good i know i'm nice at this so like i'm not about to go ahead and subject myself to doing little shows three hours for three minutes when i could do uh, a 25 minute feature spot in San Antonio. And then a week later I can do 10 minutes in Houston. And then right. why am I waiting two and a half hours to do two minutes? It doesn't make sense anymore. So, uh, yeah. So anyway, it's just like, what, what's your time worth? You got to start yeah. valuing yourself. I know it always starts for a comedian is like, I just want to give jokes. I want to get better. I want to give jokes. I want to get better at a certain time. When you get a little better and a little more skilled and a little bit more savvy, you got to go, okay, does this make sense for me? Right. Mm-hmm. I think you have to go through like the period of being the intern. You How long to, do you think that takes though? It's different for thousand hours? Different for everybody, I'd say. I wouldn't say a thousand hours. I, I, don't, I have no idea. I have no idea. I think it's different for everybody. Because you, you know when you feel it though. It's crazy because you know when you, you feel, feel it. You feel it. Yeah, it's a feeling. It's it's something different for everybody. I always tell people the same thing and it's funny. I was uh I came off stage in Siberia and this one guy comes up to me and he was asking me, like, how do you do what you do? Like how, <laughs> how do you do that? I've had that before. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, listen to me. I'll tell you. Get a notebook. Oh no, I'm better off the dome. Stop. Why better are you asking the me that? Yeah. Then I see this guy at fucking Carrollton Station, and we're all smoking weed, passing around, and he's like something up. Kamari goes, "What is that?" He goes, "Crack." And it's like, no. "There's your problem." They- 
Remember that guy? <laughs> anyway, there's your problem. Get a notebook. I'm better off the dome. Shut the fuck no. up. I'm telling you. But it's, I have a hypothesis. I think this is funny. You experiment on stage. When you yes. have an hour, you record it for your album. When you know it's as good as you can make it. Mm-hmm. You drop all that material. You start from scratch again. Once, it's, once you record it, codify it in an album, and then you publish the album, it's done. Now you start over. That's the process. The it's, it doesn't matter how big or small you are. That's it. Uh, Everybody needs that cycle. Yeah. So it's... Uh, <laughs> that's sad. Uh, that's that's lovely. I, I I I everybody dreads the beginning of that cycle. They love the middle and they hate when it when it when it has to come to an end. But how do you know when it needs to end? How do you know when a a, a joke needs is done? You never you never know when a joke is never done. I was watching um, my special like um, two months ago. I was watching Ugh. conspiracies and dick jokes, and um, and then I realized that. I was like, oh, this tag that I wrote later became its own joke. Mm. So later I found out a way to double down on a joke I was doing in the special, mm-hmm. but it got recorded early mm-hmm. in the process of the joke maturing. Now I have it. I cut it off and I do it as a whole other, but with a different setup and a different context. Right. So, uh, yeah, it just never stops. I would say, but when you have an hour, then you or, or I put out three thirty minutes. Um, but there's some cameos in there. So probably I do, I don't know, 70 minutes of just me doing jokes. But then I felt like, look, I, I could keep doing these jokes, um, but I'm sick of them. So I need to get them out of here. I know they work. It's not like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, de- I, 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 I have the same thing, but I don't. My my jokes aren't really. They need to be. I, I have certain things that I put together to where um like my ideas is where I'm like, all right, I'm a, I do want to put out some thirty minute specials, but I have them certain in certain categories to where the name certain things already they're already named they're already categorized to where I got I know the jokes that I'm gonna use for them and, and whatnot. I, I just gotta get around to like doing it, and that's where I have my falters. That's where I have my slip ups because I don't know how to go about. Like after all this time, still watching people, I still don't know how to go about that because I I have the connections, I know the people, but it's like when do I have the time to go do that, and when is the time to go do that? Because like I, you know me, I I support like all of this, so. You know, I still have to work to support all of this. Mm. But when will my real passion take off so I can support this and not, you know, miss out on right. what I really love? Yeah. And uh, so that's my dilemma. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you, you have to put, have a roof over your head. You have to do this. But then you also will have this like diving board that you want to jump yeah. off of. <laughs> Without the cops coming to evict you out of your fucking house. Yeah, you know and I, mean? I know the water's warm. I know it's warm. I just, oh, I can't. Uh, it's a heated pool, but shit, I'm, I'm prepared for it. Nigga. I got the fucking scuba gear and everything, but just if I jump off this diving board, I'm leaving all that other shit behind. And that, that gets me back to John Rowe because he had, we saw he had this tremendous momentum, comedy mm-hmm. momentum, where there was something, it wasn't just he was performing, there was something happening. Yes. A star was being born when he was around. 
Again, a girlfriend sent me a fucking three-page email about how she should have been with me. What? <laughs> been with him. Mid, I was grieving hard. I was you like crying in my pillow. You should understand. She was caressing everybody's faces, nigga. She even grabbed my earlobe. No, it was the girl about? before that. Oh, the girl before yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, the crazy one we were talking about. Wow. Hey, the, you know, but Either when I say, oh, you've had this. This has been the same <laughs> cycle for you, sir. It doesn't matter. <laughs> but it's so funny when I tell you, you no, no, not the, that girlfriend, the crazy one. Uh, right. <laughs> it's right. Like, they both that doesn't was narrow loose. it down. They both was loose, loose, <laughs> my nigga, so it never matters. You are always the guy to find the one that's just like, Mary, Eric, you understand who she is? Yeah, I love her. I, I, no, right. she's my girlfriend. What do you mean? Okay, sure. What do you mean, though? Yeah. She's my girlfriend. Yeah, she comes from around the corner wiping her mouth like a six-year-old. It's like, who yeah. are you eating? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Mm-mm-mm. Something cream filled. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. It's like I, I'm so happy to be there in bed with a lady that like I tend to ignore a lot of things. It's like fuck it, dude. Thank you for giving me pussy. I'm not some you know fancy you know blue like some white collar fuckboy with like a, a perfect features and like an expense account. I'm like a blue collar fuckboy. Like I'm sucking toes. I'm eating ass. I'm you slim down ass. though, man. <laughs> I, I know. When it, well, I started going to boxing in Austin. Yeah. So. Okay. I, I remember. I showed up to New Orleans. I was seriously 167 pounds. Ooh, all right. You watched me just get fatter and fatter and fatter. To I walk into Bar Redux. Yes, I did. I mm-hmm. walk into Bar Redux. I'm feeling myself. You know, I got my uh, my Kool Aid Man shirt on. So big. And then Kyle, you just look at me. You go, I hate your body. Yeah. <laughs> I go, oof. <laughs> What do you mean? And you're like, look at you. (laughs) What you doing, man? Because I showed up like in shape, you know, from L.A. Um, And then, yeah, I just, I gained like 48 pounds. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I showed up 166. I I left uh, 215. Oh, you put on a small baby, mother. (laughs) God damn. So now I'm like 195. Okay. So I'm not quite at my, uh, you know, but. um, Ooh, we good in the neighborhood. What are we doing? It was all that life. that that fucking available fried chicken. It was brothers yeah. fried chicken took me out. Oh, it was Manchu chicken. Oh, did you bring man? What you brought here? You said you'd bring gifts and shit. What you brought me? I got a little something. Oh I'll shit! Say. Okay. Uh, you so, wasn't gonna bring Manchus up here. Some hot no, ass chicken. Well, gonna well, put well, you, I'm gonna drive to New Orleans. And come back. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> you said Manchu. On <laughs> whatever. All right. I'm just <laughs> I, I was just saying that because um, uh, I just had Geneva on my podcast and she was talking about how Uh-oh. much she hates Manchu. And so I was like, Kyle disagrees with you. And she's like, I want to be racist. I want to say nothing racist. Let's, let's move on. Anyway. Manchu's is amazing, though. It's amazing. But the food there also, keep in mind this, right? Mm. I'm from, I'm Jersey Italian trash. My mom would give me fucking lasagna every day, you know? Every day. All of a sudden, That's there's funny. gumbo, there's jambalaya, there's fried chicken. I was like, what the fuck? Smorgasbord. Like, <laughs> it's not just one meal. The boudin, you know? Uh, boudin? You boudin sausage before boudin breakfast. Boudin sausage. Boudin. Boudin. <laughs> boudin. Plus. If you look at it, it looks yeah. like boudin, but it's boudin. Boudin. Um, but it, I'm very, like, mimetic of the culture I'm in. So in L.A., I was That's drinking. a good word. Drinking wheatgrass shots, and I was hiking Runyon Canyon, and I was making my fitness times. In New Orleans, everyone's like, just like getting party, eat fried chicken. Yeah, I was like, cool. Like, nah, man, we about to enjoy life. This is where you come down to enjoy life. Look, you drink on the street and do what you want. You drive through Daiquiri shop. 
You want danger? Danger is everywhere in New Orleans. Danger starts when we wake up in New Orleans. It's like, all right, how are we going to try to die today? I mean, yeah. plus, plus, you know, after Tell my second jokes. girlfriend cheated on me, I'm like, who am I going to impress this anyway is, this anymore? Is, is this the one that was caressing faces? Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. It was two we, in a row. We, we, boom, have, boom. To be, we have to be uh, precise yeah. about which, which, which girlfriend it is. Cause, well, they yeah. both cheated on me. I don't know, cheating whore number one or two. <laughs> pick your door. But I'm very codependent. And, like, when, they, when that happened... Not only is fucking Kyle and John yelling yeah. at me about the situation yeah, that's breaking me hard all the time. Know about it. Then there's fried chicken. I'm, I didn't even know I was fat until I like I was in my shower at the University of New Orleans and just diarrhea like squirted like just squirted oh, diarrhea you, 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 in the shower. You shit it in the shower. A little yeah, bit. and like a little blood or whatever. And then I look Where back. I, I just felt something warm. You've oh. And I looked as back, long as you're in the shower. And it was Jesus. just yeah, but it was on. You know what oh, I mean? It was like on my roommate shampoo. Yeah, oh. you know what I mean. There was a little, and I was like, I'm fat. You know what I mean? It was well, like, wait, I think that's a medical condition, my nigga. <laughs> you just shitting in the shower without even noticing. Yeah, I don't think just fat people just shit in the shower. I think you gotta have something wrong with you if you are gonna shit in the shower. And it smelled like I don't know. <laughs> Chlorine or something. You know, there was a lot of issues going on. I don't know. I don't want to talk about With those. a little blood in it, definitely. You can't skip over the blood situation. Nigga. You you got you yeah. got tummy problems. Nigga. What are you what were you eating? Oh, yeah. Fried food. chicken. Yeah, your stomach your, Me, your I was Jersey eating. boy. You know your stomach wasn't prepared for that. Lasagna coming down to the, all the greasiness. Uh, and gas station empanadas oh, from no. brothers. Those little no, meat pies. No, oh. yeah, you gotta be careful with those. Oh, I've had a few I've had a few sick moments. Uh, I've caught a, a few stomach viruses from some gas. Ooh, ga- I don't do gas station hot dogs down there no more. Ever again. Will I? Nah. Twice. Twice has it gotten me. Yeah. To for a full eight hours. A full work day. My nigga, full work day. I'm in a fetal position. Just fucking sweating and freezing all at the same time. Yeah. Nigga, hoping that I can take a shit and hoping that it's not vomiting at the same time. You ever had a shit and vomit at the same time? You gotta make you gotta, a choice. You gotta, no, fuck that. You gotta tuck your dick. <laughs> you gotta move that bitch to the side somehow and just aim. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Oh, well, depending on how close you can get to your pelvis area because it will <laughs> splash. It will splash. But then, you know, you're in a fetal position. You're at the doctor's. They're, they're putting a fucking finger in your I butt. Never, I never take it to the doctor. Oh, no. I'm not a guy to take it to the doctor. Cause I um, well yeah you 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 ever since my, I mean ever since I was little I just I was like no nah, man I because I'm gonna have to tell my daddy it feels like I'm always had to tell my daddy and he gonna be like what the fuck you did and I'm like nah I can't I can't go through that like in my mentally in my head I'm like no fuck that if I go to the doctor it's gonna be I don't like I can't have it no it's well just, I had like commercial grade hemorrhoids so I had oh, issues that's and yeah, then that's the, he's like sticking his finger on my butt he's like dude you have like five hemorrhoids like what are you doing what are you eating. <laughs> And I was like, don't try to change me. Oh, that's different. He's like, do you ever have water? I go, mind your business. <laughs> Commercial grade. <laughs> what is residential grade? Nigga, is there a different type of what? what type? Ah, that's just, what does know, that mean? That's a soccer mom who has a cotton candy <laughs> once. <laughs> that's not <laughs> what I have. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I had commercial grade. Oh, that feels... I, like, I, just, like, I couldn't imagine what that would feel like. Uh, mm. what, what does that feel like? I mean, I, I would assume a lot of blood. I would imagine like a Creole uh, mechanic is working on a lug nut of an 18-wheeler. <laughs> More like that. <laughs> just, just, oh. It's rusty. <laughs> He's cutting his fingers open on it. 
Even if he has rubber gloves on, it's going through that. He's trying to twist it that off. Seems, uh, yeah. That seems like a, just an agonizing pain, like a, a slow pain all day. Yeah. Uh, and he's like, what's your, what's your uh, you know, diet? I was like, chicken skins and beer. Oh, yeah. I was like, laser the thing off and shut the fuck up. <laughs> do your job. You do your job. <laughs> he's oh. like, I didn't become a doctor for this. I got preventative. I'm like, we're here now, motherfucker. <laughs> Pop that bitch. <laughs> fuck you. Go back to the mansion after you pop this motherfucking ass yeah. pimple. No more commercial grade. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> who, who want smooth paved streets in this asshole? Sand it down, <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I want tongues feel, to feel no obstruction when they when they enter this asshole here. This is a this is a clean area. Yeah, for, and then I was like, I was like, you know, imagine this. I was like get, getting fatter and fatter, and I was like, girls will like me for my mind, you know, just playing. You know what I mean? You, you would think, huh? I got this. I got a college fancy degree. Girls will like me for my mind. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Job of the heart. That is, that is not what it is. No. Uh, if, if if you if you had that and a lot of money, yeah, yeah, you could definitely you could definitely. No, work I got for talent. You get your, if you had a lot of money, you get you a trophy wife. That happens. That's a goal. That, yeah, we'll that see. is a thing out out here. That is a thing, and it is it is it's, it's wicked to see. It's like you know you don't belong with this person. This is the two opposite. This y'all two nigga. This shouldn't attract, but he got a lot of money, so that's why you got some shit on your lip. I mean, even like like Harvey Weinstein. What what makes me mad is like like he when he you know at the end he was like what fifty eight. He gets like a twenty five year old wife who's like gorgeous. It's like dude. Like pump the brakes, bud. Pump it up. Pump, pump the brakes. Pump the brakes, sir. Now you're going. But also, oh. but also pump it up. He probably had a dick pump in his, <laughs> yeah, in his balls. And then in court, they they humiliate him while it was crooked. Was it crooked when you looked at it? Yeah, it was crooked. Uh, like he every bent the girl. little pipe on the inside. Like if it didn't work no more, you can definitely get the little pump on the inside. Where you, it's, 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 and then you squeeze the valve, and then you you tie off the valve, and it stays hard until you're done. And, and just get it inserted into your Nike, so it just looks like you're, your you're into Nikes, basketball. That's too far. He's a fat man. No, you can have a catheter going up. Oh, well, hey, it's, you do it's all a medical that. device. Uh, yeah, I get it, but <laughs> you, your balls are here. Your, your fucking Nikes are a lot further than having just to just pump up in up your the balls. Inseam, bro. But no, what I'm saying is you can have the pump already here. Why are you going all the way down to your ankles? <laughs> what? It's just one. You have a third ball and that's a pump? No, no behind the balls. Like, there's a, there's, I think, I don't know how the pump is, actually. <laughs> yeah, and you just. When a girl be gonna, like, hey, what are you doing? You're like, oh, I'm just I'm getting pumping myself my ready. Dick up. Oh, your th- thumb's half in your asshole. That's what my pump is. That's I mean, do something pump. sexy. <laughs> I watched something on, uh, they had some shit on E-Fucked, and it was 70s porn, and uh, it was, uh, it had some stupid type of rape and incest in it, and I was like, well, I have to see how this ends, and it was very crazy. Uh, yeah, and in the 70s, that shot. wasn't even illegal. It was, it was terrible acting. I was like, this is the worst shit ever, uh, and then everybody dies at the end. I'm like I, I I guess you watched a seventy snuff film. I did. It All was, right, yeah, uh, send me it the was URL for that. I got you. Right, I got cool. you. It was. I mean, it was. It wasn't <laughs> snuff. It wasn't snuff. You just it said was, everyone dies in the end. Yeah, uh, yeah, but horribly though. It was just a terrible, a terrible fucking porn. 
Uh, and it, I, I guess it was supposed to get people off, but it just made me wonder. It's like, how much did y'all get paid for this? Like, were you into it? Like, how into it could you be if you understand that you're supposed to be sucking your daddy dick? Mm. Like, mm. is this exciting for you? And I was like, don't cut away. Let's see if he comes in her face. Like, I want to see how real this gets. <laughs> like, there is not know. a lot of longevity in being the snuff film actress, <laughs> but there is a lot of glory in this. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh, get out of here, Yeah, we got ghosts in here too, and they probably let him in. We got a pink haired ghost that fucking turns on the uh, dishwasher from time to time. What? Yeah, he also be trying to get me and my brother in trouble by uh, putting little hairs out, and then bitches be coming over, and they be like, "What is hair for?" We be like, "Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> you got bitches in my house with bringing pink hair, these stupid ass wigs and shit." So yeah, this pink haired ghost be trying to get us in trouble but you know we we know that you know the new bitches don't so you know we'd be having to be careful and that yeah i would assume would bring klaus in this motherfucker <laughs> just to ruin some shit because they like ruining shit i don't understand what it is like don't turn on my dishwasher when the dishes are already clean like stop you gonna yeah. put the fucking ring spots on them and i don't need that i gotta wipe them and, down and you're that. a electrician so you would yeah. know like well, I was, yeah exactly go in those circuits can, there's a fine. fucking there's a switch we do we we turn right. a switch on so our dishwasher can work and i turn that bitch off so it don't make no noise and shit sometimes motherfucker just be on and be it, it, it don't start but the lights be blinking and the water be gurgling i'm like uh-uh Nuh-uh. I, I know I turned the switch off. <laughs> That's not a natural it. cycle of draining? <laughs> no, it's not. That's a go. Uh, it should go. be off. They shouldn't drain or cycle shit. <laughs> so let me tell you how crazy my mom is. So uh-huh. my mom moved to Florida from Jersey. Florida. That's She's so Jersey. Like she's, <laughs> She now lives in Florida. That's how Jersey she is. <laughs> It's like it's so funny to me because a lot of Texas people they know about Colorado. Yeah, Jersey people they, they look at the fifty states and they go Florida. <laughs> I'm gonna retire in Florida. A hundred percent of the time they don't know about Wisconsin. They've never heard of it. But um, so she moved out right. So before I moved to Austin, I put some things in her storage unit, and um, so then she t- she liquidated the storage unit, and. Uh, uh, said to my sister, so Emily, can I put uh, some, Eric's got some things from college, books from college, and he left them in my basement, but we got to move out of the house, so can I just put his books in there? My sister goes, four, four boxes of books? Yeah, that's it. That's it. She goes, okay, put Eric's books in my garage. So my mom knows my sister's key, uh, boop, 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 Keep open. Key code. Key code uh-huh. to open her garage. So she gets like a fucking U-Haul. She liquidates the a storage, storage unit boxes? And, and her house and empties it in my sister's <laughs> from the bottom <laughs> to the top. Oh, no. And my sister calls me like pissed. Like, what the fuck? These are all this is all your shit. And I was like, what do you mean? The, the, the box that's labeled Eric's college books. You know, Eric's yearbook. And she's like, oh, that was, that's, what else did you have? And I go, that's it. And she goes, fucking mom Rochambeau. So then she's opening the boxes. Creepy dolls, creepy dolls, creepy dolls. You open the box, three minutes later, the doll's eyes open. Oh, you know what I'm saying? I'm done. I can't do it. And my brother in law, you know, he also, he doesn't, he doesn't fuck with ghosts, Uh -uh. you know, and he does not fuck with creepy dolls. I have pediophobia. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's it's a fear of dolls. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a fear of pedophobia. <laughs> no. <laughs> pediophobia is a fear of dolls? Yeah. Oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. I don't like pediatricians either. <laughs> They're up to something. It is the worst shit ever, son. Uh, I can't do like little uh little addy walkers little little uh, yeah 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 no they're creepy and the porcelain dolls i can't do porcelain dolls dolls with the eyes open oh get the fuck no we can't do that but my mom has like seasonal dolls right so like seasonal like thanksgiving it'll be like a bunch of pilgrims the eyes will will follow you around the room then like around christmas time although they all run back up in the attic right Christmas time, then there's like 40 Santas and reindeer and all those, yeah, like yeah, Jesus oh, and all that. Then like those go away. Then it's like the Easter Bunny and his like creep friends. So then oh, you got, yeah. oh no, no. I thought that I, I'd never see yeah, that thing again. You, you see know? wifey around here. She does all this. Look, but see, that's like decorating. My mom had like four seasons of creepy dolls that she would bring out. It's like, I can't even sit on the couch, mom. <laughs> Fucking Winky and Blinky are over there. <laughs> we naming these gazing dogs. me, bro. Terrible. All right, all right, man. This is. It's clear. I'm glad we got to fucking catch up and fucking break the ice. Now we're gonna go ahead and kill it tonight at this fucking secret group. Before we leave, though, I yeah. always like to do this thing, and I'm glad you're on here now because I've been doing this for down to three years now, and you know, you probably the one that actually got me into being real good at being better at being a podcast, being a podcaster. Uh, so, um. What I like to do is I like to call this game Choices. I, I keep f- forgetting how to uh, fucking word this, but I, I call this game Choices. Where you got four options and four choices. Okay. All right. So you gotta you gotta you, you get to choose and pick. All right. So basically, what you got is you gotta be one, you gotta raise one, you gotta sell one, and you gotta fuck one. Okay. All right. You gotta be one of them. You gotta raise one of them. You gotta sell one of them, and one of them you have relations with. Okay, sell like into slavery. Yeah, uh, just sell, not into slavery, but just you know, <laughs> sell it wherever it You're goes. You're giving me four people. Uh, I'm giving you four other. I, I, giving you four options. Okay. You know, okay, and your options are a mermaid, a mogwai, <laughs> <laughs> a, a Mexican, and a manatee. Okay. What was the second one? A mogwai. What is that? It's a gizmo. Uh, a gremlin. Remember gizmo? Gremlins? Okay, like a little, oh my yeah, God. Yeah. <laughs> so you got to be one of them. You got to raise one of them. You got to sell one of them. And the other one, you fuck it. And, you, and it's either a mermaid, a mogwai, a Mexican, or a manatee. You, you choose, sir. So here's my logic going through, right? Okay. Oh, I love it. Okay. So if I was the manatee uh-huh. from that position, uh-huh. uh, I couldn't make a lot of decisions, right? <laughs> I, I love it like, already. You know, so, so I can't be a man. I can't be the manatee. <laughs> you could if I'm you not, wanted to. Huh? You could if you wanted to. But then what? I got. But I see your logic. I see your logic. You see Go what ahead. I'm saying? Because I don't see a lot of speaking. Not a lot of manatees have lawyers or advocates or agents or managers. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'll be the Manguan. The Magwai? Okay. You'll be the Magwai. And I'll raise the Mexican. Okay. And I'll have a beautiful mermaid wife. All right. 
and I'll hey, sell the manatee hey. to a zoo. <laughs> there you go. You took the safe ride out, route out. He's like, ah, oh, Peter's not gonna jump my ass. Yeah, I'm gonna put this or bring it back. Tell it to but the my, fucking Everglades. My Mexican son, preserve. when he gets older, <laughs> he's gonna be like, what? How the fuck was I raised? <laughs> <laughs> now understand. Now you being a Magui and you having a mermaid wife, like you can't get wet at, at a certain point in time. So or you would have a little fucking mogwais pop out of your back so you know it would be a difficult fucking relationship to have but you can still have it you can still have it because i mean jason momoa is also a mermaid and you know coming on land baby just don't get me wet right so there's there's loopholes and there's so many ways to think about it but yeah. also understand that you are a mogwai you could fucking ruin the world if you have these other gremlins. I mean, they, but from all the girlfriends I've had after midnight, <laughs> from all the girlfriends I've had in my life, like half a fish is like the least of my fucking problems. <laughs> okay, okay, sweet beans. Fuck yeah. And I want to see what the baby would be like. So it'd be a quarter fish, <laughs> half manguan. <laughs> you know, and would I? Would the would the babies come out of my back? I don't know. Let's go. Let's huh. see. That would be something. Meanwhile, you know, I got to, you know, I'm trying to encourage my son to go to baseball. And you know what I mean? My Mexican son. I'm like, I I would really enjoy seeing a grown up Mogwai. Like one in a top hat and a business suit and fucking (laughs) (laughs) works at the Daily Bugle or some shit like that. (laughs) He's like making bagels. He's all pissed. I come home. I come home to these kids and they're always in my shit. Why are you always goddamn ironing? Why you ain't never cooking nothing? God damn it. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, you should just fuck the manatee. <laughs> you know, whatever. I got this Mexican son and go get my manatee. I'm gonna go fuck it. Yeah. Wow. That was a that was a whirlwind. That's fun. That's always a good time. Yeah, this is it's always the same four. <laughs> yeah. Give the same everybody every guess has the everybody same gets it. Four choices, four oh, options. Wow. <laughs> and it is different every like I, I like honestly. Every fucking time, it is so different. Like, what you just did just now, ain't nobody done that. And and, and the way you came with it, like, everybody has their own perspective on it because it's like, oh, shit, hold on. Oh my God! This is some. This is interesting. It, yeah. it it is. It's it's been fun to see people kind of like struggle through what the fuck is going on in their head. <laughs> I, I've never been asked that question before. Yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> Like, fuck Mary Killers as far as we went in Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> Under the bleachers, finding cigarettes or whatever. Oh, man. But, hey, man, thank you for being on, son. It has been a pleasure. Oh, dude. you're it's one of my best t- friends, Kyle Smith. I know. I you and we've been in so, for so goddamn long, and I love you, dude. It's been, I'm glad, I'm glad it, this came full circle from me being on yours to yeah. fucking. And then I've also, I, I got that one where we did where we just recorded it sitting outside of uh, uh, Buddha, Buddha Belly. Was it Buddha Belly? With me, you and Wayne, was it that uh, night? Or Adam? Igor's Budabelli. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, Igor's yeah. Igor's Budabelli across the street mm-hmm. by New York Pizza mm. in the parking lot. We mm. sat right there, and I cannot find It's somewhere hidden and buried. And we oh, it's in the USB it. drive somewhere? No, it's on my computer somewhere, and I have it. It's in the files. It's just buried because I didn't name it shit. Ah. So, oh, one day, though. So it's like MOV 0024. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dude, and, name and files. Oh, oh, I can't wait till I do find it, and it's going to be amazing but until then man please do enjoy yeah, shout this. out to new york pizza in new orleans that's that's where i would go 
Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. That is such, such a fucking good ass pizza. $5 a slice and a beer? Oh, such. Good. You can just, you life. can just, you don't have to be, it doesn't, New Orleans doesn't have to be, it's, it's not expensive. It's not expensive at all. You can have, you can enjoy a good time on just a few dollars. On um, just a few dollars. So, uh, please go to ericcollerbox.com. Um, <laughs> Spell that. Because the E-R- way you say it doesn't sound like it should be spelled. People always ask me what my this is standard issue Jersey trash accent. <laughs> I have you know. So go to the gas station, listen to this in Jersey, and, and you'll find your way around. Um, no, it's erichollerbach.com. E R I C H O L L E R B A C H Bach Hollerbach Bach Uh and then uh, Klaus Schwab Jr. I don't like the guy, but uh, he sponsors a whole page, so you can see all his work. Go to at Klaus Schwab at Klaus Schwab Jr. on Instagram. Just about a thousand followers, but I gained like, uh, well, uh, I'm the intern on that, right? But Klaus is gaining like thirty percent a fucking uh, month, so it's crazy. Um, and then uh, Klaus Schwab Jr. Uh, May fifth is going to talk at Austin City Hall, so that'll be interesting. I wonder mm. what he's going to say there. Um, any other shows? Yeah, in September I'm going to be in New Jersey at the Comedy Dojo in Morris Plains. Oh, that's good. That's good that you. Um, know. There's like four shows there. I'm also going to be at the Verve in Somerville with Danny Braff. Mm. Uh, so mm-hmm. yeah, aircallerbuck.com calendar. I update that whenever I get shows. Oh, good. Yeah. that's how they'll find you. Because uh, this right here, it's usually uh, set in the future from the past and the present. So whenever it's <laughs> so whenever it's played. It's always it's not immediate. It's always back in the you know, I backlog. Okay. I backlog everything. So when do you think you're good releases? After May fifth? Oh yeah. Oh okay. way after. All right. Probably. So- uh but still, you know, it's always fun to hear and, and people always can go check on afterwards and be like, Oh man, this nigga's doing even much better than since the last time I heard him on this <laughs> podcast. And so I like that factor of, of things. And also, you know, I feel like me and you, like, we're colleagues and we're, like, super excited for each other's success. Yeah. I just want to put that out there. Like, yeah. be excited for your friend's success. Hell yeah. Okay, don't be. very excited. Do not suffer jealous loser syndrome. No. It doesn't get you No, anywhere, it hurts. It doesn't it hurts. get you You got to get over that because everybody has their own lane. And, oh, man, Eric ran into it. And I was like, oh, shit. And he was so surprised. He was so surprised that I was, he was like, because in the beginning you mentioned, you was like, oh, so you've been watching, you've been following. And I'm like, Nick, you just don't understand what and how I've been following shit. Uh, because to say that you with Sam Tripoli, and I understand that Sam Tripoli used to be on the Joe Rogan podcast. Sam Tripoli and Eddie Bravo, they are uh, deep into conspiracy theories. The Tinfoil Hat podcast is a thing. You can also check Ars Fear on there sometimes. And then I've been doing comedy ever since I've been listening to podcasts. So Joe Rogan, Ars Fear, fucking Sam Tripoli, fucking Eddie Bravo, nigga, uh, Tom Sugar, Bert Kreischer, all them, nigga. I have been the, a product of that, nigga. I am a baby of the podcast, nigga. I am a comic because they, they were my guideline to chase this dream. And now this is why I do this. So, you know, I, I, I understood exactly where you were going. And I was like, this is perfect for him. It's weird because, like, like I started literally when I was 16. I'm 36 now doing this podcast. And it's like do, having one focus and, doing, and just doing the same thing over. The community gets smaller and mm-hmm. smaller at mm-hmm. the top. But not like nepotism. Like, no, no, we're still around, bro. Yeah. I started with this person. I also started with this person. When you start with several generations of people, yeah. it becomes normal for you when you set your intention correctly. And 
you don't fucking douche people on the way up. Yeah. I cannot emphasize that enough. Do not do this behavior. Um, There's so much of that out there, too. You know? Still. It, it started, it's starting to dwindle some, but it, I, I've noticed it as I dabbled into the field of, of big-name people. Like, I've been in the area where people were... Like I'm like, oh, you are of a status, and you can do such and such, and and I see where it goes, and I'm like, Ugh, it's still kind of icky out here. Yeah, don't wield your status if you got it. Like, I mean, Jesus Christ. I mean, uh, Eddie Bravo and Sam Tripoli—they're the most approachable, coolest people. Yeah. They're so nice. They yeah. they take pictures with their fans. They, uh, you know. Um, I walk in and I, you know, I say hi to everybody. And then like a fans want to talk to him. I'm out. Look, this is that fans one moment with this person. So like, you know, we all, uh, it's also, you know what I mean? You don't want to overstay your welcome. You don't mm-hmm. want to annoy people. You just want to offer your service and be professional and dip and be nice to everybody. So that's how I've had, uh, the, the successes I've had. And when I have had beefs with people, I feel like the, the general gist of every beef I've ever had is like, don't douche the open micer. Right. So, like, I've had serious beefs with people, but it was like, I, in my perspective, it wasn't jealous loser syndrome. It was stop being a bully cunt. Mm-hmm. So I pick that battle. I'll I'll fight that battle yes. all day. Yes, I, I, you have. You've always done that, and it is backfired. <laughs> but you stick to your guns, though. So nigga, it doesn't even matter if it backfires or if it doesn't. Like, yeah, like oh, you're gonna you're gonna uh, on coke douche me, uh, you know, with your little fucking hipster cunt friends, and <laughs> not ask me three words about that. I to find out that I worked on Shark Tank, and I used to. It's like dude. <laughs> Like not that uh, like not that working on that uh, reality show makes me better than anybody, but it's like I find it hilarious when people douche open micers when it's like, dude, this guy, his dad might like uh, own a baseball team, like, but his son is going to the open mm-hmm. mic this night. So like this guy might he his second cousin might be Chris Rock, but he's just a kid at an open mic, right? So yeah, when when you would, when some people would lord their power over the open micers, it's like you have no fucking clue. Oh. You think this is open micer day one and he works at a convenience store? That's you, You're assuming that. Yeah. When you just douche a bunch of open micers, that's when I have had uh, prompts. But I'm even trying to navigate that. I'm not trying to be like the battering ram of society uh, <laughs> because it's 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 served me uh, poorly uh, I don't in like the, the short bullies. term. You know, I don't like the bullies and I, I appreciate yeah. things to go like I've. Uh, I've acquired um, a good amount, a, a good, a good number of people around me that are on that right path. You know, it's not many because I I, I wean them out good. That's my fucking mutant power. Like I, I can I can pick out the baddies, and I'm like, nah, I can't be around you. So there's only a few that actually stick into circle. So the other ones from there is it's gonna be hard to be a friend. Friend, yeah, I'll be cool to you, but. Nah, you're not going to be in that inner circle. You're not going to be in my MySpace top five. Nah, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Get out of MySpace, please. Yeah, Thomas stand number one. Yeah. He was the OG. He... Yeah. <laughs> was that when you signed up for MySpace? It was Tom, right? Yeah. He was uh-huh. the first guy. Yeah, first, with the thumbs first up friend. and everything. <laughs> but, man, man, we got to get ready for the night Yeah, show. we do. We got to This has going. been fun, man. Thank you, man. And also, I have been in Maniacal Minutes, Kyle Smith. Said a whole thing like a pimp named Slickback. You can all find me at Maniacal Maniacal Minutes, the Maniacal Minutes on Instagram, uh, Kyle Smith on Facebook, and at, ooh, email me. Tell me a joke at gmail.com. Tell me a joke, yo. 
At gmail.com. You can't, nobody ever does. That's why I throw it out there. I don't even think people Hey, that's a powerful uh, Google email to have. Tell me a joke at Gmail. That's powerful. Tell, tell me a joke, yo. Yo. Tell me a joke, yo. Okay. At gmail.com. Cool. Yeah. So, you know, man. Until next time. <laughs> Y'all have fun. Thanks, guys.